welcome to episode 37 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be discussing the first half of Catelyn Chapter 6 in A Game of Thrones. So if you're reading along, make sure you have read pages 359 to 366. Uh, the news that I have for us today, um, it's on multiple news outlets, but there are pictures that have been released, HBO released pictures of the filming of House of the Dragon that started. So... Uh, you can see those pictures on multiple outlets, so I don't know, it's pretty exciting. Check them out. But that's the news. Cool. <laughs> There's no Martin message. Oh, man. Maybe he's working on stuff. Well, we could hope. We say that every time. Yeah, but, one you know. could hope. All right, so the listener answers. Um, thank you, Hannah, for answering. Um, the first question was, who in the small council do you agree with regarding the Targaryen problem and why? She said, probably, re- probably Ned, if I'm being rational, it's better to wait and see if there is a reason to start a war before assuming and just doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know what assuming does. The <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, second question was, do you think Robert will actually hurt Ned? Hannah said, honestly, no. Ned and Robert have been friends for so long. They're basically brothers. Robert made a lot of threats, but I don't think he would actually do anything more than what he's already done, which is fire him. And yes, Cersei may try to convince him otherwise, but as long as Robert is still around, I don't think anyone could seriously hurt Ned because of their bond. I agree with that. Yes. Um, The third question was, do you think Ned will successfully be able to leave King's Landing? If not, what do you think will stop him? Hannah said, if he left immediately, yes, but knowing Ned, he's going to go get in his own way with his honor and curiosity of what's going on, so he's going to stay. True. I agree. Yeah. 100%. All right, so last episode, we saw an argument between Ned and King Robert that ultimately ended in Ned stepping down as Hand of the King. Um, Robert wanted to kill Daenerys while Ned wanted to spare her life, and this is what caused Ned to step down, and now he's preparing to leave King's Landing. Yep. Today, in the first part of Catelyn, uh, we're following Catelyn's journey in the Eyrie. Uh, we meet some new characters that are pretty close to Cat, and we learn of Cat's sister's new rule over the Eerie and how people are taking it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so the wine we're drinking today, you know, it might be a repeat, you know, it's just that good. Um, <laughs> it's from St. Julian. It's called Sweet Revenge. It's just a sweet red wine, and it's made here in Michigan. Cool. Actually, St. Julian isn't that far from us. Mm-mm. Oh, oh. Yeah, literally, like, maybe 30-minute drive. Mm-hmm. True. So that's pretty cool. All right, so uh, continuing on with our 12th wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules. Um, again, it's know the shades of white and red and everything in between. This is the last two um, that he discusses in this rule. So the next type of wine is oxidative, and it's wine that was made with some exposure to oxygen. It does not mean oxidized. Um Oxidative wine has exposure to air before fermentation, and this can help protect the wine against spoilage of oxygen. And these are mostly like sherries and wines made in old-fashioned vessels. And then the last one is sparkling wine, but this one has its very own rules, so we're going to discuss that next week. All right. All right. Now into the chapter. First part of the chapter. Yes. So... (laughs) Catelyn and her party of men from the Inn at the Crossroads are approaching the Bloody Gate. There's a series of battlements located along the high road, which leads to the Vale from the Mountains of the Moon. Um, the Bloody Gate protects against clansmen and invading armies. Um, 
And then the Vale of Aaron is one of the rain regions of the Seven Kingdoms ruled by House Aaron from the castle called the Eyrie. So I was kind of confused. I've always been kind of confused between the difference between the Vale, the Eyrie, and River Run. But I think we could finally figure that out. River Run's nowhere near there. What? River Run is nowhere near the Eyrie. River Run is where the Tullys are. Right. Yes. But the Eyrie is the actual castle, and the Vale is the the ca- the the tower that protects them. I was just always so confused. Jesus. Yeah. Between the three, because they're so commonly used. Yeah. Like interchangeably. There's a Tully that's in the Eyrie. That's yeah. Liza. <laughs> it's just. But the Tullys are not. They're from River Run, which is way down south. Yeah. And the Eyrie is way up north. And then hmm. not the Vale. Not too far north. But north. It's, it's east. Like, it's like it's, east. It's, it's yeah, east. it's like it's north It's cold, but not like... It's east because they call the sun the true warden of the east. Warden of the east. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so as they were approaching it, they, they were greeted by Sir Donald Wainwood, who said, My lady, you should have sent word of your coming. We would have sent an escort. The high road is not as safe as it once was for a party as small as yours. Donald is a stocky youth of 20 years, earnest, homely, has a wide nose and thick brown hair. Uh, Catelyn said, yeah, we learned that the hard way. Uh, She then told Donald what they had to endure on their way here. Um, So just to recap, the clansmen attacked them a few times. Um, The first time they lost three men and and two on the second attack. The Lannister man also died of a fever and infected wounds. So the men that are remaining are Sir Roderick, Braun, uh, Marillion, who is the singer, Sir Willis Wode, Tyrion Lannister, and then, of course, Catelyn. Um, so when she said when she heard Donald Wainwood's men approaching, she thought for sure they were doomed and that it was going to be another attack by the clansmen. Donald Wainwood goes on to explain what's been going on in the Vale since John Aaron's death. Um, he points out that the clans have grown bolder since Lord John died, he said that he really wants to take 100 men into the mountains to teach the clansmen a lesson, but Lady Liza, who is Catelyn's sister, forbids it. Um, she didn't even permit them to fight in the hands tourney, which I thought was weird. Hmm. Uh, she wants to keep them all close to the home to defend the Vale, but we're not certain against what. Um, he was nervous that he spoke out of turn when talking against Lady Liza, but Catelyn assures him that she's not offended. Uh, Catelyn knew what her sister feared, and this was the Lannisters. She glanced down at Tyrion and noted that he was more cunning than she'd like. When she first started, Tyrion had been bound and helpless, but now he rode along with a dirk at his belt and an axe strapped to his saddle. Um, But Tyrion showed no hint of fear, even though he was a captor. Um, He had a bit of doubt at first. Could I be wrong? Could he be innocent? Question mark? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So she's having some doubts. But she uh, pushed those doubts aside and asked Donald if he could send for Maester Coleman once they reached the Bloody Gate to tend to Sir Roderick's fever and wounds. But he informs her that Lady Liza has commanded Maester Coleman to remain at the Eyrie at all times to care for Lord Robert, who is her son. Mm-hmm. He says that there is a septon at the gate who tends to the wounds and that he can help Sir Roderick. So, I don't so Roderick's know. not doing so hot, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. and Li- Liza does not seem like a great ruler either yeah. at this point. 
seems to be very selfish. Yes, and concerned for God knows what reason. Yeah. I don't know. So the party finally reaches the bloody gate. Um, Catelyn sees long parapets built into the stone of the mountains. Twin watchtowers that clung to the rocky slopes joined by a covered bridge. And then she also noticed that men were watching from the arrow slits in the tower, battlements, and the bridge. When they were almost to the top, a knight rode out to meet him. Horse and armor were gray. His cloak was blue and red of river run with a shiny black fish. He asks, who would pass the bloody gate? Donald says, this is Sir Donald Wainwood with Lady Catelyn Stark and her companions. The knight lifted his visor and said, I thought that lady looked familiar. You are far from home, little cat. And you, uncle. So the knight was Brendan Tully, who is Catelyn's uncle. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> Catelyn was so happy to see his face as it had been almost 20 years since he last saw each other. Uh, he asks if Liza knew they were coming and Catelyn said no. There wasn't enough time to send word. So then Sir Donald asks, may we enter the Vale? And Sir Brendan Tully says, in the name of Robert Aaron, Lord of the Erie, Defender of the Vale, True Warden of the East, I bid you enter freely and charge you to keep his peace. Come. All right, so with that, Catelyn entered the Vale and started her journey up the castle, which is the Erie. Um, it is now morning. It was now morning, and she could see the far side of the stoneworks, um, the mountains that opened up to a vista of green fields, blue skies, and the snow-capped mountains. I will say, I think Chris and, ta- Chris and I talked about this, the way they describe the Vale and the Erie in the book... It seems a lot bigger than how they had it on the show. Way yeah. Bigger. Like, it Agreed. just, like, the description keeps going, but it just, it's insane. And yeah. In, in the show, they were like, when they went to the Bloody Gate, mm-hmm. it was like the castle was like right there. Yeah. And but this, this is like taking them three days, like three, three, four days, days to get past there. the gate to get to the, to the actual castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so before them, she saw rich, the rich black soil. Um, wide, slow-moving rivers and hundreds of small lakes. There was a wheat and corn, and there was wheat, corn, and barley growing in the fields. Um, and they were standing at the western end of the valley, where the last two-mile stretch down to the bottomlands started. And the roads were narrow, and it would be a half day, about a half days across. So, just that is taking half a day. Mm-hmm. Looming over them was the Giant's Lance, um, a mountain larger than all of the others, and over the western shoulder of this mountain was the river known as Alyssa's Tears. Um, Catelyn's uncle had noticed that she had stopped and rode up to her, and he said, It's there, beside Alyssa's Tears. Alyssa's Tears. He's talking about the Eerie. And he says, All you can see from here is a flash of white every now and then. Um, she recalled what Ned had said about the veil. He said, seven towers, like white, white daggers, thrust into the belly of the sky, so high you can stand on the parapets? Parapets. Parapets, and look down on the clouds. That's crazy. Aren't parapets, like, the things that they look through when they're doing archery? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So she then asked her uncle how long it would take from where they were to get to the Erie, um, and her uncle said that it could, they could be at the mountain by nightfall, but the climb would take another day. So it's a long ways. Yeah, it's a long way. They're already past the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at that point, Sir Roderick kind of spoke up and said that he couldn't travel anymore today. You know, he's having a hard time. 
He, knew, he, he needs he help. Well, because they said they had, he had festering wounds yeah. and a fever. Yeah. Poor Sir Roger. Um, so Catelyn responded with, nor should you. You have done all I could have asked of you and a hundred times more. My uncle will see the rest... My uncle will see me the rest of the way to the Eyrie. Lannister must come with me, but there is no reason that you and the others should not rest here and recover your strength. So Sir Donald said, yes, we would be honored to have them as guests. Um, and only Sir Roderick Braun, Sir Willis Wode, and... Mm, I can't say. Marillion. Marillion, yeah. the singer, remained of the party that had traveled with her from the car- the crossroads, like we had said. Marillion then spoke up and asked if he could continue with her to see the end of the tale as he saw its beginning. Um, she agreed that he could continue with her because while so many braver men now lay dead, he had chosen to join her on the journey, even though Catelyn had never asked anything of him. She just admired his, his determination. Mm-hmm. Um, Bronn also asked Catelyn to continue on, and she agreed to this as well. She knew that without Bronn, she would have never reached the Vale safely. He was a fierce fighter, but Catelyn still disliked him. Um, he had courage, strength, but no kindness or loyalty. She had noticed him riding near Lannister far too often for her liking, talking, talking and laughing with him in low voices. She would have preferred to separate him from Tyrion, but since she already agreed to Marillion joining, she felt as though... She had to say yes to Ron. Hmm. Um, in the book, also, it said, like, she she felt like they had, like, inside jokes and stuff while yeah. they were, like, walking because they would talk in hushed voices yeah. and, like, laugh and stuff. And she's like, what the heck is going on? Boys. <laughs> so, Sir Roderick Castle remained with Sir Donal, who promised to said word when um, they continued their journey the next day. So then Catelyn, Sir Brendan, Tyrion, and six of Brendan's men left to continue their journey down to the valley floor. So now they're about a third of their way down the mountain. So, you know, just beginning. Yeah. Um, Brendan asked Catelyn to tell him, you know, what, what's going on. Obviously, she's got a Lannister, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Catelyn um, let it all out. Um, she told her everything about from the beginning where she got the letter from Liza. Um to Littlefinger, to the dagger, and the incident in the crossroads, and all of that together. Um, and she said that she was kind of surprised at how long it actually took to say mm-hmm. all of it. <clears throat> so as uh, as he listened, Catelyn reminisced that he was always such a good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little background. This is her father's brother, um, uh, her father's Huster Tully. And uh, he's the younger brother by five years. Apparently, Huster and Brendan uh, don't get along very well. Um, so they've been feuding since the war or something like that. Yeah, they've been feuding for a long time. Um, and Catelyn reminisces about a feud uh, where the, that she actually witnessed when she was eight years old, um, where Huster actually called Brendan the black goat of the family, or I would think black sheep, but mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Same and idea. Brendan was like, that's funny because our sigil is a trout, so I guess you just the black fish of the family. So then he just went with that from, like, then on. He was known as the Blackfish. Yeah, that's why he has a Blackfish on his yeah. tunic or whatever. I think that's funny. That's what he calls himself. He calls himself that. He even, like, he, it's, like, his own thing. Yeah, it's his thing. <laughs> it's, like, personal emblem. Yeah. Hmm. So after Catelyn was done telling her story, um, he said that her father should definitely be notified of this because, yeah, the Eerie's really far away. But River Run is not. Mm-hmm. And if the Lannisters were to come this way, they would march through River Run first. Mm-hmm. So 
it's kind of, you know... Be putting everyone in danger. You are, yeah. yeah. You're putting your dad in danger, and he doesn't know what's going on. Right. Um, so, Catelyn had the same fears. Uh, she agreed that uh, as soon as they get there, they have to send a, a bird to let their, her father know mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, and so, she kind of asked, like, what what's going on in the veil? What's the mood in the veil? the mood? And Brennan replied, angry. Uh, so, Lord Aaron was very loved, and it was an insult when... King Robert named Jamie as Warden of the East, which the Aarons apparently have held for nearly 300 years. So, Liza had commanded everyone in the Eyrie to call her son Robert the true Warden of the East, and apparently everyone thought that was a little weird, um, and no one was fooled um, that John Aaron had died of sickness. Like, no one believed that. Mm-hmm. They believe it was murder, just like she does. Um, <clears throat> so, Catelyn goes, and there is the boy. And what of him? Uh, Brendan says that Lord Robert is six years old. He's sickly and prone to weep uh, if you take his dolls away. Not the dolls. So he's not very strong. Um, some are unsure if he's actually John Aaron's true-born son because he's so weak and nothing like his father. Um, and Nestor Royce had served as high steward while John and John was in King's Landing, and many suggested that he rule until the boy is of age, and others believe Lysa should marry again. So there's a lot of like unsure of like who should be sitting at the at the seat here, who should be in charge. Um, seems like there's a lot of questions. So Catelyn is curious, um, you know, who would she marry, you know, and will she marry again? And Brendan says that yes, and there's actually like lots of people lining up to, because they know that she's young um, and that she could still bear children. So people are lining up. Apparently she rejected Lord Nestor and a dozen other suitable men. Uh, She said that she would marry again, but apparently she has to choose who it's going to be. Um, And Brendan says that she's kind of just playing with the idea of courtship. She just finds it fun to chase. <laughs> so um, having men chase after her mm-hmm. is basically what she likes. So Catelyn goes, well, a woman can rule as well as a man. And he said, yeah, she, they can. The right woman can. Um, he says that Liza's not like you, Cat. She's uh, she changed a lot. Um, apparently when she went down to King's Landing... It ruined her. Apparently, it was a really bad time for her that entire time, and it changed her completely as a person. Yeah. Um, Lord Aaron was uh, apparently a dutiful husband, but their marriage was made just strictly from politics, and there was no passion involved. And Kat goes, okay, that's that was my marriage, though. So, you know, she was... We know that she was... Loved Brandon. She didn't love Ned. So... But Brandon says, yes, but yours was much happier than Liza's. Liza's, apparently, when she went down to King's Landing, was just horrible. Um, she had two stillborn sons, and her husband had died. Pretty bad set of circumstances. Yeah. Um, the gods gave her only one child, um, and that's Robert. So that's why she fled to River Run after John had died, because she knew that she could not see her son handed over to the Lannisters. And I remember that was something that Robert, or that uh, Ned had talked about, where Robert was saying that um, he wanted that him to be separated from his mother. 
He wanted to take him as his ward. Yeah. yeah. Meaning he would have to live with the Lannisters in King's Landing. Right. And she didn't want that to happen. No. So Lysa's afraid, um, and it's the Lannisters that she fears the most. And Catelyn has brought a Lannister with her. How perfect. Yeah. Um, Catelyn does point out then that, like, okay, but he is in chains, so... Um, but he has an axe, Brennan says, and he goes... Um, and a sellsword as a companion, and... He also has a sword, or a dagger. Yeah, a dagger, too. And he goes, where are the chains? And Kat says, um, he is here, but not by choice. So, chains or not, he is still my prisoner. And so the only reason, she's just explaining, like, the only reason he's not in chains is because of what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she says that Liza will want to... Uh, want will want him to actually answer for his crimes no less than she will. So she thinks that Kat will be, or that Liza will actually be on her side about this. Um, and she says that uh, Liza's own husband was murdered by them, so um, there's little warning that she would even side with the Lannisters on this at all. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Brennan goes, I hope you're right. So, hopefully. Yeesh. Yeah. So our discussion questions today... Um, is why is Lady Liza keeping the Riders of the Vale close to the Eyrie and not letting them leave? I mean, we've been talking about how she's... She just seems like she's afraid, just in general, like, of everything. So I think there's something, like, deeper, too. Like, there's something specific that she's not letting on about. Yeah. And that's why she wants all the protection she can get. Yeah. Because she knows something that no one else does. Yeah. Which is another piece of the puzzle I think Ned will have to uncover. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with with Gabby about that. Like the she's just afraid. Yeah. So she just seems on edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's basically you know batter batter down the hatches and like we're not leaving. Yeah. Like, no I'm one's like leaving. Yeah. I want everyone on here with me. So yeah. that's what I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question is, what do you think is going on between Bronn and Tyrion? I just think they're buddies. I think they have the same sense of humor. Because yeah. whenever he makes a really dirty joke, Bronn's the first one that laughs. Yeah. So. You kind of saw them go back and forth a little bit. Yeah, with that, I'm willing if she is. Yeah. Yeah, and Bronn was the first one. Ha ha. Like, yeah. clearly have the same sense of humor. What do you think? They're making friends. Yeah. Uh, the last question is, knowing what we do now about Liza, uh, do you think that she's actually going to be much help for Kat? I know Kat was just talking about that here. Mm-hmm. She still thinks that she is, but do you guys think she is? I think in the sense of like persecuting him for the crimes that Catelyn thinks he committed, I think she will be a help. Because she will obviously be on Catelyn's side. Yeah. Since it is a Lannister. I don't know if she's going to have, like, the best judgment, though. No. Yeah. Because she seems kind of crazy. Yeah. It feels like she's, yeah, really going to one side. So not, I wouldn't say, like, a fair judgment. I don't think a fair judgment, but it's a good ally for Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I agree. She'll be on her side either way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, and it makes it even better that it's a Lannister. Because she has a lot of fear and hatred for them already. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So. Yeah. It might All get right. a little weird. <laughs> it might get a little weird. But. All right. Um, our Tyrion tidbit for today is, I try to know as many people as I can. You never know which one you'll need.
<laughs> True. Mm-hmm. It's like keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, the Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a pod, or a Facebook group where we post all things Game of Thrones. Um, that is Game of Wines podcast group. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1. And we're also on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing the second part of Catelyn Chapter 6. So if you're reading along, make sure you read pages 367 to 377. Thanks for listening.